0: Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. I have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. Government, no
1: political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to His worship. You are not. Protecting
0: women, you are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Well, but I didn't uh, start uh, but, and, sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit
2: comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered.
0: You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox.
1: Hey, yo! Welcome to Cross Politic. We're coming at live from Rapid City, South Dakota. It's a rowdy bunch out here. Good to be with you guys. Uh, Welcome to our Sunday night special. Um, we actually, uh, as I mentioned before we started the show, we're cross-politic. We're Jesus is Lord over politics kind of show. Um, over the years, we've been had the good pleasure of interviewing guys like Ted Cruz, Ben Carson, uh, a number of politicians. We've gotten into our state politics. Our governor didn't really like it when he came on our show. Um, it's just the way it goes. Uh, and so what we like to do is we like to do, we, we've kind of been doing these live shows, this live tour this last couple months, and it's been fun to kind of get out outside of Idaho and actually be able to kind of meet and fellowship with people and like South Dakota and be able to do our live show in front of uh, South Dakota. Is, is it is my mic like feeding back? Okay, I thought I heard a little squeak or John, was that John's nose that I heard? About a little, <laughs> little, little squeal over there. Um, and so part of, part of what we like to do is we like to have actually people running for office on our show. Yeah and and the reason why we like to kind of get people who are running for office on the show is because we're kind of a johnny cash meets espn kind of style show we like to get past I'm, the, I'm, I'm, Hey, there you go you know bring it down uh, My mic. Uh, is my mic working Yeah we go it is now it is now it's not working hello Can I get one? Can we get him a new mic while we're, it's not gonna work. So while this is, uh, while we're getting Toby a new mic, I'm gonna introduce, uh, some of you guys probably, you probably already know some of the people up on the stage, but I wanna make sure everyone's oriented on on what's going on up here. First we have uh, Taffy Howard. Taffy has spent, yep, give her a round of applause right here. Proud favorite, okay. Proud favorite? All right. right, all right. Uh, Taffy Howard has spent her life in service to her country from her time in the Air Force to the last several years in South Dakota State House. Taffy and her husband, Mark, who we got to meet earlier, uh, have lived in Rapid City for nearly 30 years. They have two sons, Austin, who serves as a lieutenant in the US Navy, how about that, and Matthew, who's currently in the Mayo Clinic's Alex School of Medicine. Hopefully I said all that right. Taffy is running for US Congress uh, to fix election integrity. You're having that problem here in South Dakota? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, to fix immigration, who, you, you having the wrong kind of immigration in South Dakota? Too many, too many liberals coming in here? We actually do have illegals. Oh. In my all right. District, all right. So. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and to fix the national debt, you can you can fix that. I don't believe that. Now, that's you've. <laughs> You've overpromised and delivered already in my book. <laughs> Among many other issues that are critical to the future of the country, she agrees wholeheartedly with Ronald Reagan. Man is not free unless government is free. Please welcome unless government is limited. Well, it should be free too. Uh, please welcome Taffy one more time. Got the shotgun over there. All right, this is Steve Haggard. No, okay. Howgard. That, Howgard? I already messed it up. I'm sorry, Steve. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Say it again. This is
1: Steve Howgard. All right. Mean, All right. Is that, is that good Texas, you That's to, the best you're going to get. I want you to <laughs> mess it up again. Steve has raised, uh, was raised on a family farm near Madison, South Dakota. Man, you're just, you're just, you know. Come on of strings I, I know heart that's you, you know yeah. he can't do that he attended South Dakota State University <laughs> earning his, hey all right bachelor's of Science degree in multiple fields of study including engineering uh, sociology psychology criminal justice and and political science did you also major in biology? No, I skipped that. Okay, so you don't know what a woman is. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll work with <laughs> right. that definition though. He has, are you done? He has been married to the love of his wife for 44 years, married Oh, wow! For 44 years, Ooh, hey, woo. have eight children and 20 grandchildren. Steve was elected to the South Dakota House of Representatives in 2014, 16, 18, and 2020. He was elected by the members of the House to serve as pro, uh, Speaker pro ter- Tim in 2018, and then elected again to serve as Speaker of the house in 2019 and 2020 he knows my speaker of the house who's a who's like that jello that john brain was trying to nail on the wall Um, he has held over 25 positions in the house including serving as a chairman of many committees within the south dakota legislature now he's running for governor of south dakota welcome welcome steve wow welcome steve we're gonna ask him why he's running for governor because I don't understand. All right.
3: Naturally, it's 22 kids. Two of them aren't born yet, grandkids.
1: Oh, 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 oh. oh okay. <laughs> Grandkids, all right, I, I, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer again, for a second I wasn't. Bruce, Bruce Whalen. Bruce is a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate representing South Dakota. Oh. Where under God, the people rule. We're going to ask you about that later. You, you better have a good answer for that one. Bruce's experience within the private arena and also tribal governance provides him a unique insight in representing all of South Dakota. Bruce shall strive to secure our rights and keep our republic as our founders intended it. Welcome, Bruce. And lastly, lastly, um, this is Gary DeMar. Now, now we call him... Uncle Gary. Uncle Gary. Okay, Uncle Gary. He's like the godfather of God and government. If you've never read his book God and Government, if you never followed his ministry, he's the executive director of American Vision, 35-year-old ministry. 35-year-old executive director. of This. I'm not 35.
4: No, but but
1: but Gary, he'll do anything for you. <laughs> so you gotta watch him though. You gotta watch him. So uh, please welcome Uncle Gary to the show. <laughs>
2: When we were getting ready for the
1: show, we were talking about
2: your website, Bruce, and uh, the, uh, the line you have in there, you know, we're under God, the people rule. And we're like, wow, I wonder where he got that. That's like an interesting line and then I walked out here and I saw it on the screen it says South Dakota state motto yeah. so I ran over to Knox and I said hey Knox, he didn't make it
5: up
6: you were getting some serious props I was like wow he just made that up like huh? that's, that's deep. I like that guy deep. what's that even mean <laughs> I don't know
2: So as we start uh, this show, we wanted to just really quickly recap some of the themes that we actually hit on earlier today. Um, Some of this is for y'all's benefit since you're just joining us, but also because um, this is how sort of uh, what's framing um, how we are thinking about Christian liberty. And and we're shamelessly stealing this from Uncle Gary, um, his book, God and Government. Uh, but uh, he, he stole it from other people first, so we're just, we're just all steal, <laughs> stealing, but um, I think one of the, the, one of the great problems we have in um, really in Republican politics is a lot of words with no meaning. Yep, yeah, you you have your talking points: freedom, yay, and limited gov- government, and, and you know, I mean, and, and some of it touches down. Um, well, we're pro-life; we want to protect the lives of the unborn, um, the, the sanctity of marriage between one man and one woman. Okay, that that touches down. I appreciate that. But when we talk about freedom and liberty, it really gets amorphous really quickly. I mean, who in America says I'm against freedom? Right. Everything depends on what you mean by that. What do you mean by freedom? What do you mean by liberty? And and biblically speaking, liberty is is the freedom to do those things that God has called you to do. Right. That that's what liberty is. Liberty is uh, the, the the ability to serve Christ, to do the things that He's called you to do. And in particular, and, and again, that's a good baseline. Uh, but in particular. Uh, God has established authorities in this world with particular assignments. And so one of the ways in which we explored this today was particularly uh, through uh, what is uh, is sometimes referred to as sphere sovereignty. Jesus is the Lord of heaven and earth. This is what he says in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go, disciple the nations. He did not say, go and try to get as many people as you can to ask Jesus into their heart. He said, disciple the nations. Now, nations are made up of people, and those people do need to repent and believe in Jesus, and Jesus does need to come live in their hearts. But the, the task of discipling nations is a lot bigger, right? And, and so liberty, freedom, is, is principally understanding um, how power is to be limited, how power is to be guarded. And there is no authority except that which is given by Jesus, And he gives authority to three particular governments in this world. The civil government, the family government, and the church government. These are the, I mean, you know these are governments that are legitimized by God because you read through the scriptures and it says, Obey your parents, honor your father and mother, wives, submit to your own husbands as to Christ. And then it says to church members, Obey your leaders who minister the word to you because they're those who must give an account for your soul to God. And then it also says, Romans 13, First Peter and elsewhere, to honor your civil authorities and obey those whom God has put in place. But it, to each of these jurisdictions, God has given particular duties. To the civil magistrate, God has given the duty of punishing evildoers. He's given them a sword to punish evildoers. To the family government, God has given the duties of health, welfare, and education. It is the husband's responsibility to love his wife as his own body. To care for her physical needs and provide for her needs and for the children's needs Uh, it says in first Timothy that a man that does not provide for his own household is worse than an unbeliever the church government God has given word and sacrament of worship the Great Commission okay now what we want to see and what we want to talk together tonight about is if we don't have these jurisdictions lined out you talk about freedom Well, what does that mean? Well, freedom is freedom to do those things that God has authorized us to do, given us responsibility to do, which means leaving families free to make the best decisions for their health care, their medical decisions, their welfare, and education. It is not government's job to provide any of those things. And when the government steps in to try to provide any of those things, it is disobeying Jesus. And it is not the church's job to tell parents, the medical decisions to make. It's not the church's job to tell the parents how to educate their children. It is only to command them, according to Scripture, that they need to be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Vice versa, it's not the family's job to punish criminals. It's not the family's job to administer sacraments. Sorry, Baptists.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard
2: about you baptizing your kids. In the, You know, all by yourself or whatever? tripology. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Anyways, um,
2: nevertheless, um, this is the core principles that we are seeking to, um, to bring um, into greater um, a relief, that it, it is not enough to say freedom, it's not enough just to say obey Jesus. Okay, great. What did Jesus say to do? What responsibilities has he given us to do? So, with that intro, I want to I want to start by asking Uncle Gary this question. Gary, you've been around for I don't know several centuries. You're 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 old <laughs> and, and in your book, God and Government, you unpacked uh, a number of these principles, and, and you show how our American system was founded on many of these biblical principles. I'm pretty sure you talked with George Washington about them when you were
6: <laughs> hammering out the Constitution. And, um, Is somebody going to get smacked? You, and,
4: invited, <laughs> you invited me here for this? <laughs> yes.
2: um, and you've seen many years of Republican politics. Where have Republicans done well? To push for these particular biblical principles of liberty, these jurisdictional uh, spheres and differences—and where have Republicans
4: fallen on their faces? Wow! Well, okay. in ten words or less.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I, I, I grew up in the in the Vietnam era, so when the draft was was was, was taking place and, and so forth, and sending people over to Vietnam and all that, the Nixon administration was was a huge failure. Uh, the Democrats took took advantage of that, and then the, the one the, the one election that I really paid close attention to, and that Christians were paying close attention to, was the 1976 election because you had Jimmy Carter, who was running as a born again evangelical, Christian. yeah, and it was the it was the first time uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it was the first time that it, there was a considered effort to identify a Christian voting block. And there was a great deal of enthusiasm with Jimmy Carter because he came out as a born-again Christian. But it was a his administration was was a fiasco in terms of social issues, and and of course the the Iranian situation took place, and so forth. And mm. that's when the moral majority was 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 fashioned, uh, led by jerry falwell who was years it, was it fashioned
1: after carter the moral majority it was during his it was during okay. his administration okay.
4: Okay. and um because jimmy carter some of his theological beliefs were something that was completely off the off base concerning conservative christianity and jerry falwell got involved and jerry falwell earlier had written an article about how ministers should not be involved in politics mm-hmm. and so this was a huge shift uh moral majority became a a a, a a political powerhouse, and then um, Ronald Reagan shows up, and there was a meeting in Dallas, Texas, national affairs briefing in Dallas, Texas. Jimmy Carter was invited, Uh, John Anderson was invited, John Anderson was a third party candidate, and Ronald Reagan was invited. And Jimmy Carter and John Anderson did not show up for it. And Ronald Reagan was the only only presidential candidate who showed up. And this was a huge meeting. There were pastors from all over the United States at this particular meeting, thousands mm. of them, which was something that had never really taken place before. Mm. And uh, so Ronald Reagan got up there and, and gave a, a, a really barn burner of, of a speech which endeared him to... The, that particular audience and Christians in general and rebuilt, essentially rebuilt the Republican Party almost overnight because evangelicals got involved politically. And if you know anything about the 1980 election, it was a massive landslide. I think the only, the only states um, um, uh, Jimmy Carter got, I think was, uh, um, was it Minnesota? Georgia, and a couple of northeastern states, and of course Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And then, 19, 1984, Reagan ran again, and I think the only state that he got was Walter Mondale's state. So it was it was just a wipeout. But here, this I'm going to go back to the 1980, and this is what concerned me about Christians' involvement in politics and in Republican Party. Uh, 1980 again. This landslide was taking place, and I was—I I live in Marietta, Georgia. I was in the seventh district of of Georgia, which was Larry McDonald's district. I don't know if you, any of you, remember Larry McDonald. Larry McDonald wa- was one of the two doctor knows in Congress. He was a medical doctor, he was a urologist, and and Ron Paul was also a medical doctor. Right. They were the two doctor knows. They said no to everything that was not specifically constitutional. Uh, L- uh, Larry McDonald was—he was the—he was the, he was the uh, congressman who was shot down in the 07 uh, flight on, 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 on flying to Korea. I think it was in 1983. Mm. Um, but, th- but as we were sitting there in 1980, we were in the uh, hotel watching the 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 um, uh, the results come in, and and it, not only did Reagan win big, but. The Republican Party won big all across the board, threw out some really, really bad characters over the years. And it, it hit me that it's too bad that so many Christians believe in winning this battle that they won the war. Mm. They had done, this was, gonna, this was going to be it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. Of course, 84 turned out very well as well. And I think we, a, lot of, a lot of Republican voters uh just thought things were all on track again and i've always told people that the left never quits when they lose they immediately get back You know, back at the planning stages, and how are we going to how are we going to turn this thing around? And there was a you know, Reagan did well for a while. I know the establishment came in and said, "You need somebody in here who's had experience and has some," as Cuomo used to say, gravitas. Uh, and they, they, that's how we got George uh, George Bush Senior in in there because we want to balance the ticket and give and give some notoriety to the ticket, even though Reagan had in fact been governor of California for for two for two terms and we began to see this slow slide back into politics as usual within the Republican party and it has been a real struggle i think to get you know conservatives and christians back involved in the in, in getting behind the republican party because many of them feel that the republican party they they talk big about things they 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 come in and tell us what you know what we want to hear and then when they finally when it really comes to to, to vote you're mm. typically on defense and not on offense
1: okay so um biological women first um taffy um yes i am thank you what you know kind of based on what gary sketched out what is the the republican uh the state of the republican party in south dakota because it seems like south dakota did pretty well um and not shutting down and it it seems like it's a little opposite of what gary was talking about
7: looks can be deceiving Mm -hmm. i mean our state i'll say so i'm in steve and i are both currently in the house um we have a supermajority. so in our state you cannot get elected unless you have an R after your name. We have 70 members of the House, 62 are Republicans, so we do have the token Democrats, we have eight of them, and we put them over there in the far left corner of the chamber Mm -hmm. where they belong. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) 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 How do you really feel? (laughs) But you know, so that supermajority, so we have 62 Republicans in the House. Um, I fully- And you
2: guys outlawed abortion, right? <laughs> nah. we will get there with the yeah. supermajority.
7: Yeah, you would think we could, but half wow. of that supermajority is rhinos. I mean, so we are mm. the Republican Party in South Dakota is is not as strong as people think it is, and we've had a lot of blue state refugees. I so crisscrossing the state, running for Congress. I am running into so many people that have moved here because yeah. we are free. I mean, a lot freer than any. My my look back on this pandemic will be a lot different than people who lived in other states.
1: Oh, okay, but but real quick, let me let me stop yeah. you there, uh, Steve.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, can I call you? Or is yes, that, go that, ahead. That, 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 that works. Okay. A governor elect No, I'm sorry. But Christy did is the only governor that didn't shut down her state. Well, I'm from I'm from. <laughs>
6: Well, what's going on? are about to get tomatoes thrown at you about to great. get slapped in the face. Are you, try, no, are you I, trying to tell I, us something? No, I, <laughs> no, really, to be very honest, sitting on the outside looking in, from Idaho before y'all start throwing tomatoes, our governor, who has an R in front of his name, shut us down. And so when we started saying, well, where's the freest place that we could be right now? South Dakota was looking really it was, good. It was looking good. Because y'all didn't but, shut down at all. Yes. Which is that, why it's, yep. a, it's fascinating to me, Steve, that you would even consider running against such a great governor as Christine Nome. Well, it was, it was fascin- I'm not doing stand-up yeah. It was
3: fascinating to me too As Speaker of the House at the time That when we come back for Veto Day Our last day of the session That there we are, met with eight bills I think it was And thankfully, 29 of us in the House Stopped those bills that were A combination of sponsored by the Governor And the leadership in the House and the Senate. All right. So we stopped those bills. Otherwise, that authority that was going to be granted would have been to the mayors and the county commissioners to shut everything down. And they'd already talked about it, both the largest cities.
5: What year was this? 2020,
3: March 30th. I gaveled in that day. I gaveled in on March 30th at 11 o'clock. I got the Capitol at 6, gaveled in at 11 we gaveled out at 3:40 a.m the next morning wow it took us that long to kill the bills the governor was sponsoring that would have shut the state down so she
1: she had <laughs> wait wait that's great so christy she had put together a bill that she wanted the house and senate to pass to shut down to give the authority to the mayors and the county, county commissioners, commissioners to and, be able to shut and, down businesses
7: and the unelected secretary of the Department of Health.
3: She would have been granted full authority to do whatever she needed to do the Secretary of Health to control the oh, pandemic. Wait, wait, wait. I I think I've seen Christie like
1: on Fox News on like, being like yeah. yeah, I'm
3: like like
2: standing on stages saying we didn't shut down.
3: Well, it's interesting, you know, we killed those bills that day. And then she issued executive orders mandating, and you can read Executive Order 18 from 2020, that says for the counties of Lincoln and Minnehaha County, Sioux Falls area, this order is mandatory for those two counties that anyone over 65 or suffering from any vulnerable conditions, collectively vulnerable individuals, shall stay at home. That's what the order says. House arrest. And it goes on beyond that. It says anyone falling into that category Shall and then there's a whole laundry list of things. Wash their hands often. You're locked in your house. Now you're being told you have to wash your hands often. So you, no rest for those people that are locked down.
6: <laughs> so, so, so then, okay, that this is really seriously. This is odd. This is
1: like breaking news on cross politics
3: right now.
6: <laughs> so, then, you know, one of the things that I noticed about the pandemic is that none of this. When we start seeing people act a particular way, I always want to say, well, that's how they always were. Like they were that way from the beginning that's not anything new we're just seeing it come to the surface because reality is hitting so there has to be a lot more that's underneath somehow you guys were able to keep her from getting these laws passed but what else is i mean is that the only reason you would run against her is because she possibly would have shut down south dakota
3: well then you look at this year when we had a boatload of money we had 8.3 times as much federal money as a normal year south dakota broke the record for all the states we had the most per capita than any other state in the nation and we found ways to spend that money over Taffy and Mai's um, objection. Uh, we spent money on affordable housing, which was really, in reality, a, a real estate developer's dream. It had nothing to do with affordable housing. We spent a hundred, the governor actually allocated or expended a hundred million dollars toward childcare. Well, that doesn't sound very Republican to me either. So we got childcare covered by the governor, we got housing covered by the governor, and it goes on and on. There were private industries the previous year in 2021, for example, a railroad that runs from Fort Pier to Rapid City, private railroad. We took general funds, $20 million of general funds and gave to this railroad so they could improve their tracks. But then you look down the campaign finance reports and you'll see why. None of those things are the civil government's job. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So like I say, 29 of us in the House that year in 2020, we stopped those bills. If we'd dropped off five or six members, those bills would have passed. South Dakota would have been locked down tight. And in fact, South Dakota was not appreciably different than probably 45 other states. But there's always credit
1: claimed. So do you think uh, Christie was won over by y'all's arguments or she took advantage of, it's like, um, uh, uh, the, the the joke is, you know, people, a bunch of people are chasing you with pitchforks, figure out how to turn it into a parade, and you're leading the parade now. Is, is that kind of a little bit what Christy did Was just, <laughs> hey, um, since my Senate and my legislators are not going to let me shut down my state, I might as well look, make it look like I never wanted to shut it down in the first place. Those, those bills
3: passed through the Senate with no problem, and they came to the House, and like I said, we spent the rest of that day, 17-plus hours, Killing those bills. So it passed the Senate. Passed the Senate. Oh, you got a Whoa. Senate problem.
7: The Senate rubber yeah. stamped everything.
3: Wow. Bruce, wow. So
1: what are things looking like? You're you're running for House. Senate.
8: U.S. Senate. U.S. Senate. 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 Yeah. So you don't, really
1: Senate. <laughs> <Pardon me>? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really matter to South Dakota, then? Pardon me. You don't really matter to South Dakota because you're 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 going to D.C.
8: Well, no, I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, my purpose to going to D.C. is to say, hey, you know what? you have to stop doing what we didn't give you the few and enumerated powers to do. Mm. Put taking that, that uh, inch that the states gave you and turn it into a mile, and then pretty soon you're starting to dole out the, the federal strings to the states, and the states are willing to take it, what we just heard here, mm-hmm. and then pretty mm-hmm. soon you, you turn into a giant Indian reservation.
6: Ooh. What do you mean by that?
8: Wait, 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 what? Well, the dependency. I mean, we're a welfare state, and then that's what we have in the Indian reservations too. We're uh award to the government, and that's what the rest of America is quickly becoming. Wow. States' rights, states' rights. Wow. You know, the thing is, about this whole process, they're talking about the legislative process that's happening there, but when I had the Fauci flu, I went into the... <laughs> <laughs> Apology. I went in the clinic and somehow the PCR test said that I had the COVID. And like, go figure. It's a good thing I didn't get hit by a car, you know. Yeah. Diagnosed with that. Yeah. (laughs) So they said uh, that I had the COVID and I said, I'd like uh, ivermectin. No, we can't do that here. Yeah. I would like ivermectin. Remember that baby? My wife down there? So we went, um, we went through that rounds, and then we said, "Well, let's get back." I called up my son, and I says, "Get down to the feed shop and get me some ivermectin from the horse shop there. yeah apple flavored please yeah <laughs> <laughs> my it's wife,
1: okay. my wife, real quick, uh, we have horses, mm-hmm. and when she would go, you know ivermectin is uh, also used for animals it's not Primarily used for animals, but we uh, we needed ivermectin for our horses for dewormer, and she went to the local feed store during the COVID stuff, and she had to sign papers saying that this would not be used for human consumption. (laughs) Never had she ever had to sign that before until Joe Rogan straightened everybody out nationwide. But
8: go ahead. So what's well, you're running against a Republican. Well, I. Think he says he's a Republican, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. He stands behind Mitch, and I guess if that's what qualifies him Ooh. to say that he's a Republican, then that's it. <laughs> so, so what? Are, he's an incumbent, though, is he? The Republican that you run against, incumbent? Yeah. But yeah. It, it, but he, right now. Yeah. During this phase, he's a candidate. Uh huh. But the political party here is treating him like he's heir apparent again. He's going to earn his fourth term. And one thing that's common to South Dakota and to the people at CPAC across America, term limits. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired of these people being in there for so many years mm-hmm. and getting us $30 trillion in debt.
1: Now, uh, let me push back on the term limit thing because all the, all the term limit thing shows us is that the people are screwed up. Right. Because the people just keep voting again and again for the same person expecting different results. We also know that is as insanity. Um, and so I don't think term limits solves um, the, civ- the real foundation of the civic problem mm-hmm. and, and, and if I get a good Christian dude in the office that I like well, I don't want a, him to term limit out he's a good guy, he's, right. you know, he's an honorable man um, so why, why, would, why, why term limits right now why would that be a battle you'd pick
8: well that's a sense of what everybody has in America and what we have in the state of South Dakota and when we see the pattern of that things are going upside down over the period of 47 years for some of these people. I mean, Joe Biden's been in there for 47 years now. He's the vice president and the president and things, and look at what he's caused right now. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that same pattern. The the people in the Congress, they get to enjoy the stock market, knowing what's coming through and they're getting themselves rich. That's what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And then when we look at the process of how, how do people challenge that, everything's stacked against us. So that's kind of like an automatic shoe-in each year. And we see it, you know, the power of incumbency. We hear that. We're being taught that by the political scientists. But that's a people problem. That is. That's a voter problem. Yeah. That's, not, that's not a term limit problem. Yeah, well, in South Dakota, we say that um, he's got the fourth term curse right now. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at it, and I say, you know, the thing is, there's something more wrong with John here. Is he's not representing South Dakota. And mm-hmm. we all feel it, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. So so yes, thank you. you know that's
6: so here's in in idaho and i'm going to get to south dakota in a second but in idaho one of the things that we've noticed we have priscilla getting priscilla getting's on the show who's running for lieutenant governor there and one of the things she brought up is that idaho itself is turning blue um and we don't see it because we have republicans people with ours like you were saying taffy and right right leading the, the way right but she showed that Big Pharma and the Democratic Party are outspending the Republicans three, sometimes four to one, depending on where you're at. They're outspending the Republican Party, and so it's kind of a numbers game. Whoever spends the most money, name recognition, all that, you guys know the game, it wins. Is South Dakota in danger of kind of the same thing that, okay, and how, how is it coming in South Dakota? Because Texas, Beta work shouldn't even be a name that we know running for governor in Texas and yet we all know him he's got name recognition and he might actually have a chance I mean if you reelect no no he don't
1: have a chance if
6: if you'll vote for Abbott you might vote for Beto too so I'm just saying but how are what are some of the ways that you can see the the encroachment of both the left and Big Pharma how is South Dakota turning purple
7: I would say it's because of the spending it's because of the money that's coming in from the feds. I mean these last 2 years, you know, Steve and I are both on appropriations and we have watched the billions and billions and billions of dollars come in. And we sit in appropriations and all these legislators and all these lobbyists they come in and they bring these they are all great programs. Everything has some kind of merit that comes before us. Mm-hmm. But is it the proper role of government? And I'd say 80 to 90% of it is not. But then you it, they inevitably all pass. And then the people get used to those programs. They get used to the government services. And that just slowly drifts us cl- bluer and bluer. I mean, a blue state, those are people who are so used to government services. They're dependent on the government. They want government services from cradle to grave. And we're drifting that way. And and one of the reasons I'm running for Congress is because my opponent, you know, recently, we had the one and a half trillion dollar pork package that came down. There is so much waste in there.
1: Your opponent vo- your opponent, voted for that? Yeah.
7: yeah, well in the House they divided the question, mm-hmm. so they divided it into two parts, a domestic part and a defense part. So he's he voted for the defense but not for the domestic. Okay. But it went to the Senate as one package, and he knew that. So even the Heritage Foundation is calling those people out and saying, if you voted for one part, you voted for all of it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the only way to effectively kill that would have been to vote against both right. parts. Right, mm-hmm.
5: I remember that, So remember that.
7: we are becoming slaves. I mean, when we lose our freedom, yeah. and we no longer have autonomy over our health, over our education,
6: we're nothing but slaves. So how do you get people to realize that? Because that's I, yeah, need the, the unpa- problem. You need
2: to unpack that, yeah. Taffy, because I don't think people understand that, that it's like, but this is just a program. It helps. It's helping me. <laughs> I get
6: more money in my
2: pocket. I, I, you know, more housing, or childcare, or whatever the thing is. H- like, how do you articulate and explain
8: to your constituents, no, those are chains? I got you on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what we have here is protected classes of people. The government's good at looking at things and saying, hey, guess what? Those people there need a little bit of money. We're going to give that to them, and then they're going to be protected class because they're going to give us the back of vote. Our agricultural community got in the habit of doing that, and now they're waking up that yes, they've been regulated right. so heavily. Yeah. And guess who their bosses? A lot of bureaucrats. I mean, how many of you guys out there are ag? Give us a clap. Give us a clap. Us how many of you feel like you're being over-regulated? <laughs> yeah, right? And that's exactly what it amounts to. Same thing with the tribes, and that's why I say you're turning into a giant Indian reservation because for every dollar that comes in, you probably have 10 bureaucrats telling you how to live your life. In, wow. so, in
3: south dakota you can take a look at our heritage you know our, the preamble of our constitution says in thanks to almighty god who hereby ordained this constitution for the people of the state of south dakota then you look at the context dakota territory i've got a copy of the code from dakota territory 1868 in that code, there are the laws in regard to blasphemy and Sabbath breaking. Yeah. Blasphemy was speaking words of contumelious contempt against God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, or the Holy Christian Scriptures. <laughs> Those laws stayed on the books in South Dakota till 1974, <laughs> Till 1974. And our culture has shifted dramatically. Yeah. And the, the people that are younger than me have kind of grown up in this welfare mentality and so that's where we've ended up. I've had cases in court before where the prosecutor was 10 years younger than me, probably, and she didn't realize that social services didn't exist back in the 1950s and into the 1960s. But this, this culture has adopted that as the norm. Yep. And that's sadly where we're at. That's why it's so easy to feed people this idea that you deserve childcare and housing and everything else.
6: Taffy, I don't want to miss out on your, your yeah, yeah, response to this too. How do you get people to recognize that and get and wean them from that? Because there's no, I, I, I enjoy seeing the problem, but we got to figure out how to fix it.
7: Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I don't have a PhD, but I will be a doctor. No, if
1: I can. <laughs> <laughs> <Funny>. Yeah. First, <laughs> drop the mic.
7: First of all, you have to you have to elect people who have the courage courage to stand up and vote no and say and explain to the people, why are we not going to spend $200 million on workforce housing in this? And, yeah. and when you walk them through, you know, that takes away from the private sector, it, drive, it drives away competition, there's no more free market capitalism, yeah. I mean, you just have to walk them through that. But actually
2: end up with less housing.
7: Right, it, exactly. Less
2: quality housing, exactly. you're creating a monopoly right. on the government side. Right. Exactly. Yeah,
6: Yeah, but it but seems just, like a lot of people are averse to freedom, so they hear freedom, they're like, yeah, that's a lot of work,
7: yeah. <laughs> you know? you know it is a lot of work to decide for yourself um what what vaccines should i get what you know mm. where should i educate my children but that's that's what we should be doing i mean
2: i i want to ask about what happened in south dakota we were watching i guess another thing we we're watching in south dakota there was these tranny bills
5: mm-hmm.
2: this, this bill about you know transgender people and in, in sports and it passed. It passed the Senate and the yeah, House. And, and, okay. and, and, and Christy Noem um announced on Twitter that she was going to sign it. And then it gets to her desk and she vetoed it.
7: Right. And then, okay, then it comes back the next year. Right. And there's one change in it. The only change in the bill that was vetoed and the bill that came back was that in the new bill, girls could not sue for monetary damages. So it was actually a worse bill. Because if, I mean, we want them to be able to sue. Money is what talks, you know. If you want to change somebody's behavior, you hit them in the pocketbook. Um, So (laughs) So she signed
1: that? Are you saying she signed that new bill?
7: She did She brought that new bill. But the first bill... But okay. The
3: political wind had shifted by that time. What happened? The, NCAA, the political wind shifted. The NCAA finally softened their stance. And in fact, I talked to Dan Bishop, the, the representative, then later senator down in North Carolina, passed a bill like that a few years before us. Right. And it, we visited several times over the past few years. And as he pointed out, their their revenue projections they continued to increase because people respect the fact when you live by your principles, we're going to do business in your state. Right. And that's what's happened here, people perceive that we didn't shut down, but we shut down just about like everybody else. Schools mm. were closed, churches were closed, businesses were closed. Mm. And so people perceive that maybe we we're the land of the free and home of the brave, so they came here. Then they get here and realize, man, you got a state, a state sales tax, you got a municipal tax, you got an excise tax, you got a tourism tax, you got a severance tax, and on and on. And 142 boards and commissions so we are overregulated. We're not very red when you wow. really look at it. Okay,
2: but you're kind of I'm depressing me. I'm, you're kind of depressing me. But there
3: sus- is hope. There are solutions. John, can problems.
2: you tell us some more jokes? <laughs> <laughs> to right sleep, John.
1: All right. <laughs> I- I'm suspicious of you guys because you're you're, you're running for office. I just it's yeah. just it's just in you my should
5: be, it you know, it should be. default you're, position. Yeah, it's
1: my default position. I don't I don't trust you guys. Um, I just don't. Yeah. And but also our Part of the problem, part of what we 're talking about here is taking the bait right. for for decades or century and a half. Republicans have been taking the bait here and there uh, did Did any of you guys take stimulus money for your businesses in the last um two years no no, no, and I can say beyond that even. Mm-hmm. Our governor's family
3: did six hundred thousand dollars worth of stimulus money. My own son, who farms, his accountant told him, "You know, you qualify for one hundred and forty-two thousand dollars in grants." And my son said, "I'm not going to take them. I didn't have any loss. Yeah, he could have just taken that money.
1: right." And and then, and then, so what the federal government that's, did the, first this of last all, year. Did you guys hear that? That's these, good. These people yeah. there good. said they didn't take any stimulus money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. That's good. Them and and then but what one of the things that drove me nuts is because we're on our show you know we constantly say don't take the bait don't take the bait but then the federal government put bait in my bank account this last year forced me to take money and put yeah. it in my bank account this last year i think it was something like 3500 dollars or whatever it ended up being where it just i didn't ask for it i didn't you beg for it, nothing and they just put it in my bank account
6: they put chains on you just without you asking
1: exactly
8: yeah right. you didn't ask for the hyperinflation that's coming with it and the stagflation
1: well and then that's the twist on this mm-hmm. is we have uh, you know, it, it blows my mind that senator ted cruz and a bunch of republicans are saying the uh, inflation is joe biden's fault it's dusty that- johnson's fault <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no, it's all the Republicans' fault. Because in 2000, uh, the Republicans, before Trump left office, they passed $3 trillion in stimulus bills. And then, uh, you know, two months later, after Joe Biden gets in office, he passed $1.9 trillion in stimulus bills. the inflation that we're dealing with right now is centrally driven from all the stimulus that was passed and then of course the supply chains that we kind of shut down a little bit hurt too but it's largely a a stimulus problem that we're dealing with all this inflation and then the Republicans are tweeting like oh you know hey Joe Biden inflation's your fault Yeah. I can't believe it.
3: Taffy will remember this. Uh, I made a comment on radio interview back in 2020, spring of 2020, and and said that if this money isn't related to damage the government has caused by COVID shutdowns, it should go back to Washington. And we had a conference call with our governor about four or five days after I'd made that comment. And so the governor called out me and Taffy. Taffy had said something else on some other issue. Called us out, and I knew how these conference calls go or these discussions go with our governor. So I spoke as long as I could, explaining why that should be. We send it back. I don't care what anybody else does with it. We're going to live by our principles, should live by our principles. Send it back. It's federal debt. And so I explained that as much as I could. Of course, then the phone gets muted. And the governor's response was, well, I checked with several conservative organizations, and they all said that's foolish. Well, she couldn't possibly have checked with several conservative organizations to get that response in a matter of five days or so. But the point was, what do you tell your kids when they say, well, everybody else is doing it? Right. <laughs> right. Well, you tell your kids, I don't care what everybody else is doing. That's you do right. the right thing. You live by your principles right. and everything else will fall into place.
6: So if you guys, and yeah, give it up, absolutely. If you guys are elected to the offices that you're seeking, Ooh how do you because right now the, the thing that i'm seeing the most just now kind of getting into politics the last seven eight years being more involved and seeing where things are going i want a very secure sheriff that can protect me from the federal government right that's that's very important to me especially after COVID. but if you guys get into places of position that you're seeking how do you protect south dakota from the federal government what are you looking to do to protect south dakotans from the feds
3: Well, you stand by your principles, like I said. There is no reason why there shouldn't have been executive orders issued protecting even our National Guard from that COVID vaccine. If they didn't want to take it, they shouldn't have to. And even though there's the the excuse that says, well, I can't tell them to do that because they have to be on a national alert status, I don't care. You could still issue that executive order. In fact, I asked the governor either do that like you shut down businesses last year, or call the legislature in a special session, we'll address it, we'll gather the facts, and we'll do the right
6: thing. Yeah, so that's that's when it comes to the vaccine, but that's just a symptom of a bigger problem. So as governor, you're elected governor, what's the most liberating thing you could do for South Dakota that protects them from future situations Mm. like that? Well, Mm. for
3: one thing, in South Dakota, we need to revamp our emergency powers law. It should be overseen by the legislature as well. And most states do that, they have a Mm. review. We don't have an adequate review for that. Beyond that, what you need to do is draw the churches back into the equation. I've had this conversation with national leaders across the country that are actually solid Christians, and you just bring them back in. Social services, a ton of money spent there. No reason why the churches shouldn't re-engage and fulfill their mission and protect the widows and orphans in their distress. That's
1: right. So that's one of
3: the things you do. With farming, you, you make it profitable. And you do the things, like in South Dakota, we need to process our own products here. That's right, and actually that's right. get profits back in the pockets of those that are producing. Mm-hmm. Those are simple things to do. Once you do that, you can start saying no to federal subsidies. Education, about 20% of education is federal money. You don't need that extra 20%. You can get rid of all the administrative costs and just tighten your belt and teach what you should.
1: But, but, but Governor Steve. <laughs> no, Governor, Governor Steve. Um, <laughs> Sounds kind of good. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it, does, it does a little bit. Does <laughs> um, th- the government is so entangled all the way into the sheetrock in my house. Right. You know, every stud has to be 16 inches far apart. Every sheetrock screw has to be 8 inches far apart. You know, it's like, it, how do we even begin to like... Untangle this mess. You're governor for a day because Epstein didn't kill himself, but you're governor for a day. <laughs> and um, like, where do you where do you start?
3: You go to every aspect of government, whether it's education, healthcare, social services, corrections, and you start doing the right thing and rejecting the federal dollars and demonstrating that you can live without these things. You'd have to wean yourself off some of it, but demonstrate that and do it publicly. Let the public know what's going on. When I talk, go out and talk to people like Taffy, you'll know our budget—five billion-dollar budget for the state—we only generate two billion of that. The other wow. three billion is federal money in wow. a normal year. Mm.
2: Steve, one of the things I talked about earlier today, and, and mentioned it just briefly a few minutes ago at the, at the open, though, is is that God has given the responsibility of education to parents. It's not given it to any of the civil magistrates, and it's really just even just economically. I don't understand the math in, send your money to the capital, and then we will send it back to you in your local community so that you can educate your kids. Why, 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 it, do you support that, and is you, that really useful?
3: You teed that up really well. Mary and I homeschooled, well, she mostly homeschooled, our eight kids. Yes, sir. All of our 20, going on 22
1: grandkids, God. being homeschooled.
3: Amen. And the fact is, the state constitution. You've got
1: to be like Presbyterian or something.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The state constitution, South Dakota's state constitution, article eight, section one says this. The stability of a republican form of government, depending upon the morality and intelligence of the people, it shall be the duty of the legislature to establish a standard and uniform system of education open to the public. That was what public education was all about, to make sure you you have a stable republic, not a democracy, okay. a stable republic, right? And a constitutional representative republic. And you wanted to make sure to do that you had moral and intelligent people. The context of the morality is what I told you before, those statutes in regard to blasphemy and Sabbath breaking. Yeah. That was the context of that. And that's where education should be focused, if it's public education, it should be focused on that degree of morality but you but you homeschooled those kids and you had to pay tuition
2: in your property taxes i assume yes absolutely for a bunch of other kids in south dakota that you're not responsible for that the government's not responsible for um
3: what can you do about that you walk all that back that comes in the form of the real estate taxes especially in south dakota you shine a light on the expenses associated with you can send all these kids in sioux falls to private school for half of what they're spending in public school right Right:
2: mm-hmm. I, And I, I've said just for years, e- even if just the dollars for my kids could be spe- I could spend my money on the education for my kids in the way that I see fit, I mean that would be a, a win right there if we could just break the monopoly
3: there was, on public education. There was a New England state just about four or five months ago, Supreme Court upheld their law that they passed in regard to the money follows the kid. Yeah. And
1: so that is constitutional. It could be done. So, but it sounds like uh, South Dakota has a constitutional problem with education, where South Dakota, as a state, is required at some level to provide for or yeah, uh, our, make sure there's a public option
3: there. Our Article Eight, Section One, is basically the same in most jurisdictions or most yeah. states across the country. We have one too, actually. In Idaho. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. The same way. That, Idaho has yeah. a similar problem,
1: but but in and I think part of the part of the problem that I want to get at here is that Republicans keep our, our governor just added 300 more million dollars to the public education fund um, over i think the next 5 or 8 years or something like that and he's bragging about it right now and but part of the the silliness and goofiness of all that is right now the current condition of our public school systems is discipling kids to become liberals. Yeah. And so and so the Republicans brag and say I'm giving you 300 million dollars to basically get rid of the Republican Party in the next 40 years. Right. Religion. Because the Republican Party is not, not gonna exist if we don't deal with the liberal indoctrination that's going on in our public schools. Well, the
3: Republican Party in South Dakota doesn't exist in the pure form. If you look at the platform of the Republican Party, it's highly inconsistent with what the actions of the Republican Party is here. Mm-hmm. And it's more consistent with the, the first part of the Democrat platform is in South Dakota so there needs to be respect for as was said before your faith application mm-hmm. to respect for the lord that you're going to f- carry out those principles then you look at your constitution then you apply the platform and the principles and the the laws of the state
6: you know before we move on anymore i want to hear from from bruce and, and taffy about how do you guys protect and liberate south dakota from and keep them safe from the feds because you guys are going, you know that's right. kind of right. important.
7: <laughs> I think okay. So first of all, I would be one of 435. Yeah. Um, right. So I think part. of You can of do it, tons. I know. I, yep. Well, I. I, <laughs> I know math. I know. <laughs> I know, yeah,
1: I know Common Core.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't helped us.
1: <laughs> I have a
7: math degree. We, we can okay, okay, yeah, Common yeah. Core. So. All
1: right. Um, One I'm, in 435. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance.
7: There
1: is keep a going. chance. Keep, keep, God God keep going. Keep going. I keep going on with chance. math. I mean, I'm just a wizard when it comes to math.
7: Um, I think part of it has to start with having the courage to stand up and call attention to what's going on. I mean we and we have a few of those in congress right now mm-hmm. i mean i think of like thomas massey yeah. and what he's doing for our military right. you know he brought a bill to push back on the stupidity of the mandates for our military yeah um my my opponent did not bother to even have anything to do with that um senator ron johnson has held mm-hmm. hearings um Rand paul so there are individuals there
1: so four s- out of 435.
7: <laughs> They need help, yeah. which is why, you know, we have to elect constitutional conservatives mm-hmm. and that have the courage to stand up. And we'll call attention to the problems and we'll fight and we'll bring bills to push back. I mean, I, I met just the other day with the inventor of bunch of balloons. Um, we have issues with our patent system. <coughs> it's unconstitutional what we're doing right now within our patent system. So you have to you have to have people who are willing to fight. That's first and foremost. I mean, we need to eliminate probably 80% of the federal government is unconstitutional. Wow!
6: So, and that kind of talk is going to get you elected, right?
7: <laughs> in this state, state, yes. Okay. Did, did
6: your
1: previous yeah. um, I think did I'd your competitor? For, I would vote for just on that. Just, the, yeah, just on that
7: alone,
2: 80% yeah. of the federal I mean, government. I don't. think I would vote for somebody that said they wanted to eliminate 30% of the government. Right. I yeah, think so. it's probably closer. our bar's
7: low. <laughs> yeah. Our bar is low. How much will yeah. you yeah. eliminate? Yeah, yeah. We need to raise the standard.
1: But did your um, Incoming the, the person mm-hmm. you run against. Um, we aren't allowed to name names here Sorry, yeah Did they promise that same thing promise you know, it. I'm gonna limit I'm gonna make limited government I'm gonna protect oh, no. South Dakota's interest. Oh, no, no. I'm going to
7: well He probably promises to protect South Dakota's interest But for instance, he was asked early on if he would join the Freedom Caucus and he adamantly answered no Because they expect you to vote with them 80% of the time in South Dakota. Our representative, representatives should be voting along that line 100 percent of the time, you know. And, wow. and I fully believe every state we have to elect. We have to elect the most conservative person that can get elected in each district, in each state. Um, that's what we got to be fighting for. But but the voters can't be complacent either. You can't. We need your help mm-hmm. to get elected. Yeah you know so
2: voter turnout is yeah. awful
7: exactly yeah. voter so turnout
1: just showing up to the polls is awful so so one, one more pushback or one more question to you before we we get to Bruce here um generally speaking God has called men to lead mm-hmm. now you're running for congress as a woman as as far as i know biological okay. woman. as far as yes.
7: you, as we
1: far have. as you communicated yeah. to me but you, you're a mathematician <laughs> not a biologist so it's <laughs>
7: I have the right chromosome. I'm
1: confused. I'm confused. Um, but generally speaking, God has called men to lead, um, and politically, uh, spiritually, in the family—that's the general pattern. And now, I have a
7: great leader sitting right over there.
1: Hey, hey, I, hey, man, I, I, hey, man. I heard him leading you actually at dinner time tonight about yeah. certain questions. He was holding you back. we supposed to He answer. was holding you back. <laughs> You're not going to answer that one, honey. <laughs> Uh, so what's your kind of just response to kind of, okay, generally this is the pattern that God put before us, um, and, and you're running for Congress?
7: Um, I do believe that there is um, an order that God has given us, but but when people don't step up the way they should... Then other people may need to step up,
5: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So,
1: that, but, now, but isn't that kind of just a little bit of an argument for the government to give social services and Medicaid mm-hmm. and Medicare because it, you know the church isn't doing it? So the, you know the government needs to kind of step in, and so no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
7: yeah, I'm with Steve on and and Bruce. I'm sure you know we need to get those churches back to being involved. In, yeah, and and if we pull the federal government out, they will step in and fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. So. But trust me, I looked around. I was asked by many, many people to consider running, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to go to DC. Who wants to go to that swamp? Mm -hmm. But there was no one else stepping up, Mm -hmm. and we have to have a conservative running. So we can't leave any seat unchallenged.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
6: So we have, we hit the point of the QA. So if you guys want to go ahead and set up the mics. starting down with Bruce, I want you guys, the candidates, if you can give us our, your website and how people can find out more content about you and keep track of your campaign.
8: Sure. Thank you. Wayland for United States um, Senate.com. Wayland for United States Senate.com. I have a getter. It's Wayland 4, the number 4, United States Senate. And I have a uh, Facebook also, that's Bruce Whalen for United States Senate. A lot of people go to my personal page, that's fine. Let's, you can do that and I'll still try to keep up with you. And there's another one too, it's called Primary John Thune in 2022. <laughs> Primary John Thune in 2022. We actually took a poll on that, 6,400 members, and I came out on top. We have some spoilers in this race right now, so we're trying to figure out um, how we're just going to take the votes away from John and overcome the spoiler.
1: Mm. And don't forget how helpful it is to like a Facebook page. That's right. I mean, like that's currency. Like and share. Like and share. That really is currency. Social media is a powerful tool. We all know that. We're fighting against it. We're actually banned on YouTube until May right now. Um, Social media is a powerful tool. So go like, just find these things and go ahead
8: and tell your stuff. One more really brief comment. Sure. I wish that John Thune was here so that we can confront him in front of you. I can tell and and one thing <laughs> one thing that's happening is that is that some of our county um parties they won't let allow us to get on stage no debate yeah no well, debate. They don't want, they, republicans don't yeah, want debate yeah. they're shutting us down they don't right. want to hear from us but they're allowing the incumbents to get up on stage if that's what we want to call them but they're still candidates they're Sorry. a candidate bruce and, wanted me to mention that all all of your opponents we were invited Right. to the to the right. show. Actually.
2: Christy
1: was
6: invited. We invited uh, him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah.
1: they uh they didn't want to come. Yeah.
6: Which is why sharing and social media is so important. Yep. Taffy, go ahead. Yep.
7: So, my website is my name. And as much as I despise social media, I am on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Rumble, and I could go on, but I don't like going on. So, anyway, so.
1: And all that's I, on your website. You go to a yep, website it and you is. connect go with to all to that. My yep. website
7: is just my name. And I will also unashamedly put in a plug for the candidates up here. If you would like to support us, it does take money to run a campaign. Mm, so. Right. Thank you for... We and,
1: and we're an LLC, supporting. so you can say that all day on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Steve? Okay, thanks very much. And it's just
3: SteveHaugard.com, it's Steve, H-A-U-G-A-A-R-D. So go to that website, same thing, you know, the con- contributions, it's important. Sadly, money runs campaigns, That's right. and had I ever intended to run for governor when I was speaker, I would have been planning ahead and trying to lay up some, some of a war chest. I didn't have that in mind, not until I saw what was going on, mm. and this needs to change. It's got to change at the governor level to actually get the legislature lifted up back to a responsible, equal balance and get state government under control. Otherwise, we're, we're as blue as can be in a lot of ways.
1: Mm. So the way you can help these guys, you can... Fund them with money go ahead you can play the music no no no, no, no 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 fund them with money like <laughs> like their facebook pages and go tell your neighbors yeah. it's mm. so simple that take you 10
4: minutes yeah. that's right, 15 that's minutes
1: right. that's, huge.
6: that's it Yeah, that's
4: huge. So, <laughs> audit plan i don't get to push my stuff <laughs> well, yeah, yeah yeah no no, no. <laughs> uh, what are you running um, for gary where's his music <laughs> i am <laughs> i uh you can, you can get um, information for me at americanvision.org mm-hmm. americanvision.org you can get on facebook at just Gary DeMar, and also American Vision has its own Facebook page as well. Uh, if you're interested in books and articles and the podcasts and so forth, again, everything you can get is at uh, AmericanVision.org. Thank you.
7: Okay. One more thing, if I go could. Ahead, go ahead. If you go to my website right now, we are having an Omdahl Angus and Hereford beef giveaway. Ooh. So all of you should go. Some try to pounds of the best beef you're going to find.
6: Do you have to be in South Dakota to get yeah. that? Huh? Do you have to be inside? No, you do not. Okay. Oh, she well, takes I, out
1: state uh, funding.
6: Okay. Well, I'm in. <laughs> That's what I'm in. Hey, thank you guys for coming out. Give our yeah. candidates one more round yeah. of applause. Yeah. Thank you, guys. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.
0: When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it, would you rather fight an army decked out with high powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. (laughs) So where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.